0: Oh, mm-hmm. oh,
1: You vibe into the intro video, ain't it? Dope,
2: yes, I love it.
1: Yes, I love my intro video. Lisa, what do you mm. think about my video? I loved it, I felt like I was in a movie theater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
0: yes. god,
2: smoke! I like yes. how it starts in the lavender field with the black girl in the lavender field, like she's relaxed, she's meditating. I love that.
1: Yes, it just puts me in a mood. It was. Ooh yes in a mood so hopefully we all will be in a mood and not not a somber mood i know today's topic is a bit you know it can be heavy for some people especially if they're walking through it but um, i think i have two dynamic women on here who can just kind of help us navigate the conversation um, but before i get into that let me introduce myself for those of you who are new to the show my name is Zanita ellison i'm a licensed mental health counselor and the What do we call this what do you the podcast host for the mindful over matters um where we curate conversations around intentional living and so today i have two lovely guests i have my fellow uh, blast podcast family member miss crazy carla Mm -hmm. hello everyone salutations (laughs) listen carla Carla is something else. Okay. I saw her from a distance, but to be in real time with her is a different story. She had the audacity to bring me on her show Thursday to talk about something serious, which as crazy as she is, like I'm like, how am I supposed to be serious when you are hilarious? And I love to laugh. But Miss yeah. Carla does her thing every what
2: Thursday, Carla? Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes.
1: Yes, ma'am. So tune in for those of you who have not. And then I have my great best wonderful friend, cousin, family, sister, Miss Lisa Knight. Hey, hey. Lisa, you got you're gonna have your sultry voice on today.
3: Hey, hey. Good (laughs) morning.
1: Listen, Lisa is my homie. Okay. We've known each other since we were like, we were like, what? babies yes wow we were babies we went to the same church went to the same daycare we know each other our whole lives our family know each other and uh, we have certainly been each other's therapists okay so lisa is my bootleg Mm -hmm. therapist we do telehealth together hey soul rest look
2: presented. at that look, he done look that's all look shout out to soul rest.
1: yes so rest <laughs> produced yes he produced yes. the track. yes it's really and nice it was hard did the video yes so the combination <laughs> of the track and the video just put me in the right place it gave me exactly what i asked for so mm-hmm.
2: thank you yeah. he did mine too he did my music for my um my uh intro too oh did he okay
1: Mm -hmm. yes absolutely so we want to make sure we give him his props because he deserves it so again we have our two death our two guests today and today we are going to have a conversation surrounding divorce but i would like to call it thriving through divorce because honestly i don't know your story carla lisa i know yours and in mine i'm also uh, a divorcee well, a divorcer, I did a divorce, but we'll talk about it later. And so I understand the impact, but we all had to get to a place to where we learned how to thrive through our divorce. And so we are going to talk about what that looked like for each of you ladies. Um, but before we start, I always like to ask my guest, since this is a conversation around intentional living, how do you define living intentional? Anybody go first.
3: Everything has meaning, right? So everything is intentional, meaning that every space that we hold, whoever we hold it for, we're not just frivolous with our time and our energy. So at least for me, when I talk about intentionality, I want to make sure the folks that get my time and attention that they matter to me, I matter to them, and that it's reciprocated. So that's what to me, that's what that means when I hear you say that.
1: Nice, nice. So mindful of your time, who gets it, how they mm-hmm. get it, that. It's reciprocated that you not just the person given the intentional time, but you also receive it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Carla, um, well, I would say that I make it my business, my business, to live a life full of joy. I am very intentional about um, projecting joy and feeling joy. I know some people can't be happy twenty four seven but you can have joy because the bible says so you can have joy without being happy and so i intentionally live a life of joy i live a life where i feel like i should be laughing or uh you know i laugh at things that maybe i shouldn't laugh at because you know i just feel like i intentionally purpose to have joy and when you have joy in life it sets the tone for everything else so i intentionally yes. walk through life in a joyful fashion as much as I can
1: yeah that's good and you Mm -hmm. you exuberate that like you always smiling and you have like this natural joyous spirit but not only do you create it for yourself but you create it for other people as a comedian you know your work your gifts is to bring joy not just live in joy but to bring joy Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I love it I love it
1: yes so I like to start with some statistics, right? Because I'm a data type of person. So, in 2021, y'all, a total of 689,308 divorces occurred across the 45 United States. Only 45 states reported, right? 689,308. So, during that same year, 1,000 no, 1,985,072 marriages occurred, making the U.S. marriage rate six per 1,000 people. So per one thousand people, six people get married, but out of that six hundred eighty nine thousand of them get divorced. Okay, that was in twenty twenty one. However, the mar- the divorce rate actually decreased from two thousand to twenty twenty one. Why do y'all think that is? Why I put in my my research brain, but why do y'all think marriage is divorce? Excuse me, divorce is actually decreased from. T- 2000
2: to 2021. coveedra vidra. people was in the house and they had to really start talking to each other they was in there with each other they had to start going to therapy um yep. and the things that 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 make a healthy any kind of relationship um really helped i think you. people in divorce because you in there with this person y'all can't go nowhere so you had to sort it out you really had to sort it out and that's probably what happened because that was over time right i call it time. yep yep yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly right
1: um yeah. you couldn't get a divorce even if you wanted to Courts has shut mm-hmm. down you know so it's like they made you sit with each other and figure yeah. it out at least for a little while yeah mm-hmm. so i'm thinking that's why the rates went down what you say mm-hmm. lisa
3: Yeah, I'm just listening to Carla, and she's absolutely right, because now you're forced into this space where you can't avoid, right? So, you know, our work may pull us apart, sports, whatever commitments we have in the community, organizations. So those things keep us busy, even work. We can just go to the office and don't have to deal. So by the time you come back home, it's like, okay, whatever, you're in your routine. But like she said, Kovitra forced you into that shared space. So it's like, dang, he really does bother me or she really does get on my nerves. Like those things mm-hmm. really stand out when you're forced into that space. And then when the pandemic well, we're still kind of in it, but when the pandemic kind of fizzled out now, it's like, OK, we're not as tense or whatever back to our way of work. But I absolutely agree with Carla that the pandemic, I think, was one of the root causes of the numbers to spike
1: yeah well the numbers decreased decrease. yeah well
3: spike after the pandemic and then mm-hmm. decrease after exactly so spike during and then
1: decrease after yeah the, it decreased the rates then the rates went down because people couldn't and then I think that we tried. you know what I'm saying I think some a lot of couples just tried to say okay let's see what we can do within these mm-hmm. whatever six months um more more facts half of all marriages end in divorce now this is true for first time marriages right so people who've never been married before statistics show that half of those marriages will end in divorce now if you are like me second and third marriages actually fail at a higher rate you are more likely to fail at your second and third marriage than you would your first isn't that crazy To me, I would think, okay, I've learned, you know, I've made, I've realized some of the things that I do, or I know how to do it differently. People always think experience is the best teacher, but not really, because you could experience the same experiences over and over and over again if there is no intentionality in changing. Right?
2: Right.
1: Yes. So, I I mean I could answer I could go to those numbers and say why I think it is and what I see with couples think about it if you know you can get out of something even if it was hell to get out of it's almost like that taboo of once you marry you marry for life is lifted it's like no this is just a contract that can be broken at any time i think we become like it's almost like we become less committed to the commitment mhm yeah we see it as it's revocable yep so that's just some statistics um and i'll get into more but both of you obviously were married so if you would just kind of share like how long were you married before your divorce
2: um well we were married 10 years but we were together 17 like we literally started dating in january we moved in together on valentine's day We started like in a month, really. And um, we were together seven years. We had children. I raised his two children. We had two. We got married on our seventh anniversary of living together on Valentine's Day. And we were married for 10 years. And um, even though we're divorced, we're still friends. We get along just fine. He lives over there. I live over here. And uh, you know, we got kids and grandkids, so we get along. It wasn't like, uh, it, it was, uh, we'll talk about that. When you said surviving divorce, girl, they hit me. Cause I never thought about that. Like I am a divorce survivor because you don't realize when you're going through a divorce that you're going like literally, like it's a traumatic experience. Even if you decided, hey, I can't do this anymore. You know, yeah, girl, when the papers came, I had been, we had been separated three years before we even got a divorce. Girl, I had a man oh. living up in my house, child, and all the things, you hear me, I <laughs> my I was like, I'm gonna do what I want to do. But the minute I got them papers, girl, I blew for like an hour and a half, I could not get it together. Wow.
1: And you have moved on with your life and everything, but it was something about getting those papers. What did that mean? Like, what was it?
2: About you getting served those divorce documents that set you back. It was just like, what in the Oh, Kelly Cooks on your show. You, can, I'm, okay. I'm <laughs> now. you, know, you know, really, because my grandparents were married fifty years. You know, I come from a family full of long marriages. My um, my mom and dad were, and it's ironic. My mom and dad were married ten years before my mama divorced him, and I didn't think about it until after I had did it, how we repeat patterns. And I was like, mm-hmm. I come from all these healthy marriages, but a lot of times, ladies, gentlemen, we marry people that we chose and that God didn't choose. Hello. So you out here marrying somebody because you got pregnant, you don't want to mm-hmm. say checking up, you know, all mm-hmm. these, whatever reasons you have. Mm-hmm. And um, girl, look, I said she gonna I cry see. when she get her the I like, ah, freedom. I see. Hey, oh, I down now. We gonna go party, girl.
0: Come
2: on, then sunshine. T- but it was it was kind of traumatic for me because I was like, I feel like I failed at something, and I mm-hmm. hate failing. Yeah. Yeah, there you is know? this
1: sense of failure even if you weren't the per- the person that was wrong or even asked for the divorce you know or, or you were it's like dang i couldn't make it work i couldn't make him i couldn't make her you know and mm-hmm. so this is it's a failure. and i think that's why people a lot of people before they even get divorced they may separate for a long time out of denial because it's like you know i'm not ready to really deal with the fact that this is over over or we really did fail yeah so, recipes it says my sister created a divorce wow. shrine in her house mm-hmm. interesting a divorce shrine i wonder what that looked like i know tell us more about that that's, that's interesting. interesting so well, lisa nice. how long mm-hmm. were you di- married for how long were you married before you got divorced
3: very similar to carla right so we did 18 years and we were married for 15.
1: wow
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, I've been married for 15. And um so similar to you, Carla, we started early. You know, I was young, my parents were still paying for everything when I was in college. So I met this guy and he was everything to me. I'm like, wow, he's smart, he's in a fraternity. I had nothing to offer, right? So yeah, <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> tell me nothing, honey. So you know, when I look back when I was the what 21 year old version of Lisa what value did I bring other than almost having a degree from USF, right? And then when you look at this new version of Lisa, 2023, about to be called Dr. Lisa next year, um,
0: it's
3: it's just a different version of me. And so, um, right. So I look at the whole process of, man, who I was when I met him, who I am now. And so when the divorce came, it was a shock to me. You know, some women are like, how did you not see the signs? Everything was status quo. Everything was status quo. And it took me and my village to do some research to kind of peel back the layers and figure out what was really happening before the divorce showed itself. But it was a shock and it was a gut punch. It was a gut Mm -hmm. punch because like you, Carla, my parents have been together for 50 years. Right. And so when you see those long term marriages, that's all, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. good, bad or indifferent. Right. Because Mm -hmm. that's what's modeled to us so when you're in these these spaces for your whole life or half of your life and well my uncles did it my aunts did it my parents are doing it my grandparents did it I'm gonna do it happy or not whether I'm wavering or not compromised or not whatever that looks like so we find ourselves in these spaces that our elders have taught us to be in right and we don't know if it's good or bad we just know this is what we're supposed to do because the bible says so this is what the church says we're supposed to do this is what our mm-hmm. family said we're supposed to do and mm-hmm. so you have to kind of unlearn all those toxic teachings too in throughout yeah. the divorce process and um man i look at the whole the process has been like a roller coaster and i'm yes. thankful for z my um built-in therapist
0: yes. and my <laughs>
3: my village because you can't do divorce alone number one it's impossible i don't know how people do it and come out with a healthy mindset because it's so um exhausting and like yeah you know, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait 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 listen you y-
3: y- 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 y'all
2: rolling in that.
1: i love it i love it We're- We gonna
2: that's okay that's Girl, a- you know, I, I was to gonna say and when you come from that your family I had I really I only had like one or two people who like Carla do what's best for you mm. because even my own mama was like, well Carla I mean are you you know I mean you gonna break your vows and you know and I was like listen I'm I have looked at y'all's unequally yoked marriages for long enough. Ooh. Come on Carla, because it's Ooh. one thing for you to be married fifty years, mm. but what the hell did you go through to keep that man? Yeah, come on Carla. Yeah, i don't want no parts of it and so i stepped out on faith literally with my daughters i mean it was a whole process Mm -hmm. yes yeah and it was crazy yes
1: i mean i totally understand unfortunately i wasn't married half as long as y'all my first marriage was two years i married somebody let's just be real i barely knew i got pregnant from him my senior year of college my pastor at the time told me to right my wrong and marry him I said, sir, I barely know him. He said, that's okay. I said, I don't love him. He said, love will come. Love never mm-hmm. came. What came was trauma, heartache, mm-hmm. adultery, all kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so when we divorced, when I finally, listen, he cheated on me so many times and I would pray. I was very spiritual. I say, Lord, like, I know he's doing it again. Like, just let me leave. And he kept saying, not yet. I would fast and pray. And by noon, every time I fast and pray, he will say, not yet, not yet. I'm thinking, well, what more I got to go through? But at that mm-hmm. time, like things were getting in order. Like things were getting in place for me to be released because I didn't have no money. I was a single, well, I wasn't a single mom. I was a new mom. And so I was barely making enough money to take me and take care of me and my daughter. So when I look back, things were kind of being put in position before I was released. But the day I left him was the day of my daughter's second birthday party. And a lady followed me to the grocery store and said, I know that car. You're in my boyfriend's car. And I said, <laughs> Your boyfriend is my husband. Tell me more. And, you know, in that moment, I heard God say, now you can go and I never looked back. So unfortunately, my marriage only lasted two years the first time. Three years later, me being a love addict. And we'll get into that a different a different show. We'll talk about love addictions. I married someone again from the church. You know, we both love the Lord. We we're in the choir, this and that. Everybody mm-hmm. thought we should get together. and. I loved him, but like as the homie, I didn't love him in love with him. And I married him, and it was the I became the worst version of myself. For seven years, I stayed, and I felt like I was gonna literally die in this marriage. I'm like, I made this bed, so I'm gonna lay it. I'm gonna die in this bed. And he didn't cheat, nothing like that, but it was just we were so unequally yoked and so mixed match that I was miserable. So to my to my point, I'm making is I didn't have that long term marriage, but my parents were married 15 years before my daddy left my mom for another woman, and so seeing that I was like, ooh, to me that said it doesn't matter how long you can be with a person, it they still can hurt you, they still can mm-hmm. leave you, it still could fail,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so I went through life I would fail the relationships before it failed me because I didn't want to go through that pain long term relationships didn't mean stability to me and so hearing you know y'all's story you know I think it's true you could be with somebody 15 18 years love at first sight y'all hit it off and things still could fall apart Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Okay, I missed all the comments, Troy. If you could uh bring the comments back so I can recap them, but I saw Sunshine said some things, Sophia said some things, but look like everybody resonating with what we're saying. So true, Carla. This there is an extreme sense of loss and failure, especially when there is expectations from family. From
3: yes, the yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yep.
2: Don't the family put that pressure and that guilt on you? I don't care. That's my problem. I'll be like, I don't care about what y'all think. That's where I get in trouble. No, that's good, though. That's good. Because I can't do much. I and care about my mama, mama, but not with nobody else. Basically, I don't care. Okay. Oh, oh this is the shrine, shrine,
1: y'all. This is the divorce shrine.
3: Yeah. Mm, is that her divorce decree? It, I don't
1: know. It
0: listen. Like it. Mm.
1: Sunshine says she separated a year he agreed to divorce initially then flipped the moment you're violent you're done absolutely that's right non-negotiable
2: and i can you know i could tell the story my cousin through marriage was married to my cousin and they were together almost 30 years but girl he he put his hands on her and she was like you out of here because Mm. she saw her mama grow up getting beat and she was like one thing you won't do sir and i told you from the jump if mm-hmm. you yes. ever put your hands on me, you out of here. And I guess he thought yes, it was a game. Mm-hmm. She, she, thirty years she washed her hands, and she has been mm-hmm. living her best life ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't
1: predict that so You don't know if they'll ever do it again. Do you really yeah. want to take that risk on your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get that. So, what would y'all say was the best and the worst parts of your marriage? Because you know, we can even though the marriage ended, there were some things that were beautiful
2: about mm-hmm. our. Youth, oh yeah. Right? What would you say was the best part of your marriage well i mean my now my says the best thing about him is that and i can still say we had a lot a a lot of fun together like our house was the house where everybody came and ate i cooked we entertained we were the entertaining couple we had people over we had little soirees everybody kids came to our house you know uh we 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 went places you know and and the main thing about my ex-husband that I haven't really experienced with any other person is my ex-husband literally ran me down from day one. He was like, "You," he was like, "Oh my God, I got to have you. You're gonna be mine."
4: And I was mm-hmm. like, "What?"
2: When I met him, like, "Sir, I'm you is not." But <laughs> but he was and he was good to look at, honey. Oh, now one thing about my listen. Baby, that thing, honey. But even now, people be like, oh that's so expensive." And I be like, "Yeah, that thing, that thing, pretty, ain't it? Pretty. You know, and um, so we had our good moments. But yeah. when you are your mama's precious lamb, like he is, mm-hmm. uh, and he thinks he Jesus walking on water. And uh-huh, that you're supposed uh-huh. to cater to his every need. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're out here like, like a, single, a single parent working two or three jobs. And you come home and he's sitting in the house with his damn shades and, and flip-flops on <laughs> watching TV, babe. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. Then go to church with me. People at church uh-huh. thought I was blind when I said I had a husband, girl. One day my kids came home and said, Mom, um, brother so-and-so asked me, was you really married? Because they never saw him He would never come to church He came to church like twice When our kids had like A a performance Because my children were praise dancers And I told you I taught Sunday school For a long time Mm -hmm. I did prison ministry Like I was heavily in the church Which also was a part of our marriage breaking up Because when you are moving in Mm -hmm. Church and religious circles And you got a person who's not you have to understand that you have to spend time with your husband and me. I let the church come between us because Mm. there were some times where I should have just really told that church, you know, my husband at home. And um, I'm going to see y'all next Sunday or next Wednesday or next, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to balance church Mm -hmm. and having a spouse who don't do church. Some people do it very well, but I didn't. And I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. it was a conflict Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, that's a good point, Carl. I think,
1: honestly, not a lot of people do it well. And that's why, you know, the Bible talks about being unequally yoked because it brings that separation because it's almost like you feel like you got to choose. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's this religious guilt that we put on ourselves to where if I put my man over God, you know, say it's God first. And so Mm -hmm. we take that literal. Um, but yeah. at the same time, God also values the institution of marriage and, and the husband as the head. And so it becomes very murky when we have to feel like we're choosing between our spirituality or our religion or our God mm-hmm. and our partner, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it often pulls couples apart. Lisa, what was the best and the worst parts of your marriage?
3: The best, <clears throat> well, when I was young and had nothing to offer, he was the life of the party. <laughs> so that was a big deal for me. He was the life of the party, center of attention. He's this alpha. And I love oh, that, like I, I recognize too, my daddy was like that. So I, I draw me in like my daddy, but he was just this guy that drew attention. And I love the attention that I got because of what he drew in. Mm-hmm. So he was always the fun guy, funny guy, And uh, we did a whole bunch of firsts together, you know, it took us a while to have kids. So we went through all the infertility stuff together, did a whole bunch of traveling together, got my first passport because of him. Really Mm -hmm. learned about budgeting because of him. So I'm grateful for the good times because a part of this new lease is because of the things I went through in my marriage. Right. Um, but it's those other pieces too, those unhealed wounds that happen in your childhood that show up in your adult decisions and in your marriages. And so when I hear the word like trauma bond, I oftentimes go back and think like, man, did we just kind of fulfill each other's trauma bond when we met so young? Was it love at first sight? Does that even exist? Does it coexist? And so um, it was those moments that I didn't like the control piece or the, the narcissistic piece that would come out in different ways. but. You know, when you marry, you just compromise. Oh, that's just how he is, or whatever, mm. whatever. And you really adapt to those characteristics, not being able to label the characteristics, not being able to understand the characteristics. So you're like, whatever. Because remember, our um elders have taught us you're in it. So regardless of whatever these characteristics are, you're in it. And um, so those things that weren't so nice were those things where I couldn't break through. And I noticed where our conversation started to change the more I started to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. I was no longer the 21-year-old Lisa. Um, now I'm evolving into this own person, this mom, this professional, this, this person that has her own identity. Wow. And I recognize that can become very intimidating to alpha men, right? And um, <clears throat> not just his fraternity, but he was a he's an alpha man, and sometimes mm-hmm. successful women have alpha characteristics, and that can very well be intimidating. Even though I'm soft, I love being soft. I don't want to always be a decision maker. And I believe that men should lead, but that can be intimidating when women get their own identity, they can make decisions on their own, and they can navigate spaces without having to have a man do all those things for them. So that's what really made it tough.
1: I think, mm-hmm. into what you said, you know, I think real alpha men don't become intimidated by the strength of their woman. I think that's more of a beta a beta man characteristic to where you Amazing. feel because alpha men don't shrink you know what i'm saying mm. and so it's like they know how to acknowledge your strength but they also know how to they know how to deal with you or, or deal with you in a mm. place to where they could acknowledge your strengths but at the same time still be that leader still mm-hmm. be that dominant person in the relationship so you know that alpha that alpha man stuff. I'm still trying to understand. We have to have a man on the show next time to just kind of yes. break that down. What that yes. really looks like, and you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. So we are at our midpoint already. So during this time, Lisa, we do our artists. We feature our artists of the is it the day, Carla, the week, the week. Okay, our artists of the week. <laughs> so v, go ahead and bring us in.
4: Yes, indeed. Great show once again. I'm not surprised. It was awesome stuff. We got our boy once again. This is my guy, Elijah Rosario. And this one is called Best Another of Neather Pants. Me. One of my one of my favorite songs, but this is Elijah Best of Me.
0: Games, I ain't tryna play those Know you're protective of your heart Know you're healing from the scar Well, how might tonight we just put all our worries aside Take advantage of this moment Hold me tight, I'm talking coffee I've been seeing clearly lately Ain't no guarantee just maybe. One thing that I ain't certain of I ain't can't live without you, Josh, no. Kiss me like the first time that we met Again. I'll save you every time before myself. Don't want nobody else. I'll give you the best of me. I know you ain't enough. I just fucking
1: Not only on FaceTime You know true love really takes time, takes time Can't find a love if you ain't mine, no Watch me wind this slow Watch you lose control Just wanna let you know This is how the thing goes Make them spend six figures on the bling African bad girl deserve to find the things Private jets, baguettes, and diamond rings Summertime drop top money ain't a thing like
0: What it seemed like Kiss me like the first time that we met Love me like we'll never I'll save you every time before myself, don't worry.
4: indeed and that was my boy elijah rosario with best of me and if you are an independent artist or even a spoken word poet or up-and-coming comedian that would like some exposure you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free but understand blast is not just for the artists but it's also for the fans of music so fans if you want to hear great up-and-coming artists comedians spoken word poets that's blastmusic247.com and it's free so go ahead and check it out all nice. right let me switch some stuff nice.
0: around
4: working on the iphone is a little different <laughs> and i love y'all
1: i'm gonna submit me a song
4: <laughs> that was nice i was vibing yeah I
1: yeah like you know, that music. me too i like your vibe that, that was pants. really
3: nice leather <laughs>
1: pants okay good stuff good stuff okay so we were talking about the best and the worst of relationships i want to go back to some more data So top reasons why people divorce, so Mm. lack of commitment was 75% lack Mm. of commitment. People just doing it and feeling like it's something they can get in and get out of.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: Yep. 75% infidelity or extramarital affairs were 60%. -hmm. Too much conflict and arguing was 58%. (laughs) Getting married too young, 45%. Financial problems, 37%, substance abuse, 35, domestic Mm. violence, 24, Mm. lack of support from family, 18%, health problems, 17%, religious Mm. differences, only 13%, and then little or no premarital education,
0: 13%.
1: Mm. So what y'all think about those numbers, lack of commitment was 75%.
2: Why get married if you're not gonna be committed? I Mm -hmm. never understood that. Or Mm -hmm. even be in a relationship with somebody. Why say I'm with this person and then you're gonna do all the stuff because it's a whole nother show, but I know plenty of married men who child. Mm -hmm. If I flip my inbox inside out, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, it's plenty of married men out here who think they still single. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes
2: very true oh they got this thing
1: to where i get this what i get i'm separated but they still live in the house with their wife girl no that's ma'am, Maybe no you ma'am. Your mom, but you're not separated literally so that's what i get i'm separated but they still with a woman they live in the house
2: it's for mm-hmm, the kids mm-hmm. you better come out yeah. from in there it's for the kids or, right
3: or i'm i'm going through a divorce but ain't nothing found yet okay,
2: okay. that's another i one. felt
1: I'm divorced
3: divorce. yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, Jack, okay. Oh, it's hard. in these streets. Ugh. The, the data pool got pee in it, but that's a whole, everything, other, everything else.
3: Moss.
0: Mm-hmm. A whole other
1: conversation. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm going to mm-hmm. make it through the month of February. We're going to talk about love, but we're going to talk about mm-hmm.
0: this dating pool too. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, so what I'm sure food? I don't know. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I don't even want to yeah. put my feet in the water. That's my, that's my thing, because it's scary it
1: is these scary men don't know how to act honey it, it is scary out here and I hear and from is. the men how the women are they're like these yeah. women ain't bought nothing yeah. they energy mm-hmm. off they got multiple men they want you to pay for stuff and they don't yeah. want so I think I think men and women are struggling in general to find a healthy connection a healthy partner and then yeah. we go and when we think we got something that too ends so anyway that you know we we're gonna talk about surviving and thriving divorce so what was and i gotta move quickly because i got so many questions but only 20 minutes left so what was life like for both of you after like initially after you were divorced what was life like for you
3: I'm still in after divorce, mine is fairly um, new. So we separated in 2021 when the divorce was filed and it was finalized in 2022. Life after is like is. So um, yeah. So my village and my family have really been my anchor, my village, my family, my therapist. I'm getting ready to get back in therapy so I can continue to make better decisions in this space. But so it's, 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 it's pros and cons to it because you don't really realize what you had until it's gone. And so I'm one of those traditional women where men lead in every way. So now I'm having to do a whole bunch of operational stuff I never had to do. I'm paying all the bills, I'm managing my house. When things break, either I learn how to fix it or I have to pay for somebody to fix it. I mm-hmm. cut my yard, I'm doing all this stuff that my ex used to do. And so it's yeah. like, dang, it's a gut punch every time you're in that realization, mm-hmm. but it's also empowering, like, dang, I'm her, like, dang, I know how to fix this, and I got a drill set from Ace Hardware, and I got, I'm doing things I never had to do, right? And so it's some, in the part of this process is the gut punch, but it's also empowering, and um it's a balance trying to find that balance like man this is all so good like man i miss having a partner that can do all these things but it sure feels good that when this happens now i know how to navigate this space mm-hmm. so i'm still in the thick of it and mm-hmm. i'm just grateful for my family and i'm grateful for mm-hmm. my village and um mm-hmm. i'm moving in that direction with a positive lens so that's yeah
1: nice you said I like because it's so new you said your life after is your life now, like this is new for you and you right. are having to figure it out. And and with me, you know, you personally, you figured it out quick. You know, your adjustment was very quick and you, you it's like, hey, it is what it is. I got to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. um, And not a lot of women are able to really get to that place. As quick as you were able, yes, to. Sophia. Yeah, yes, yeah, Sophia says yes, Lisa. I'm there with you. It <laughs> is empowering and exhausting all at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and you have kids too. It's just like, I mean, for me, I never really had like the marriage like other people. My ex husband didn't do anything except go to work. Now he did. Go, he go to work and he paid half. My entire marriage was living with a man who would pay half and only half. He mm-hmm. paid half the rent, mortgage. He paid you know he was not like other women's husband i never had the luxury of having a man pay my bills i've never had it me never ever mm-hmm. so us getting mm-hmm. divorced was not a situation for me it was the sex because whether i was happy man said a glad hunter, we was gonna get it in you hear me okay. and then you then you ain't got that flesh over there to touch now yeah. and you know had the yeah. person just literally in the house so you could bounce yeah. stuff off because of, you yeah. can't bounce stuff yeah. off your children like mm-hmm. you can an adult and even though it was dysfunctional at times he was there yeah
0: i knew when yeah. i came
2: home he was gonna be there or he was yeah. coming out so for yeah. me it was the loneliness of it all and it's mm-hmm. been um 11 years i've been divorced 11 years Wow. We were separated three years. So almost 15 years. And then I had a dysfunctional relationship with two. I was in a situation ship off and on for almost eight years with a person who to this day never committed to me, but he, he don't want to see nobody else with me. So I finally got the courage to like cut that out. Good for you. Good, Um, But you know, it's just, um, you know everybody's marriage is different you 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 Mm -hmm. don't know like I have friends who their husbands be looking like what do you mean your husband didn't wash your car he said he didn't drive the car so he wasn't washing it and his mm -hmm. friends clowned him one time they were like yo let's go wash our our lady's car he was like what you mean and you could tell he was embarrassed because they was like what you mean you don't wash our car she take care of your kids and cook for everybody. Like They was like, Carly, give me the keys. I wash your car. So he was so embarrassed because his other homeboys would point out how he was not a man. Like, you're not a man, yo. What you mean you don't pay for your wife? Your wife do everything. We wish we had a wife like your wife. Wow. But he, he was literally my roommate when it came to ah. that. I had a roommate. he lost his job one time um girl i had limited he didn't talk to me for a week because he had to pay an entire light bill one time
3: okay okay
2: and so that's why i was like baby when i got free from that it was like it was like that yeah I i don't you know what nothing's changed as far as that because i'm gonna take care of me I've been taking yeah. care of myself since I was 16 years old, keeping it mm-hmm. real. I've been on my own that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for wow. me, I'm the total opposite. If I get with a man, yeah. I got to really pull myself and tuck myself in the corners because I always feel like a man trying to get over on me. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it
1: created like this, this trust versus mistrust when it came mm-hmm. to men Cause it's like, you know, how, not how are you gonna contribute to my life? What are you gonna take from me? What right. are yeah. yeah. you know what um, yeah. now? I look at this, what will my recovery look like after you?
2: Come on, recovery, you know it's crazy you you
1: know, for some men, and that's almost like the lens you have to look at. Like, mm-hmm. if I deal with you, what will my recovery look like? Yeah, come mm-hmm. on, what will I have to recover from? And that's for men and for women. Men, y'all ask y'all yeah. at the same time when you meet yes. a woman. She looked good, body straight. whether it's made or bought what will I have to recover from? <laughs> you know, just Come saying, on, you what know, well, I'm just saying. Partially bought body. I had a tummy tuck, so my body partially bought. I guess I could see that.
2: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> wish I could get one, Lord. Good. That's Ooh, all the thing on my body I don't like. Her. <laughs> my my, t- <laughs> my
1: stomach up, and I ain't realized that it, it was bad. So it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. Yep um but that's that's also another podcast anyway so Mm uh okay so you all talked about life after divorce what would you say you learned about yourself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as a result of your divorce
2: i'm definitely stronger than i thought i I was Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. stronger than what you thought you were lisa what'd you learn about yourself
3: exactly what Carla just said like in every way and still learning like every time something break I'm like here we go and I'm there and you know I have I'm grateful for my house I'm grateful to be a homeowner and it's a it's a nice size house but it's a, a nice size responsibility to come with I'm it I'm
2: sure I'm sure and I have
3: to mm-hmm. I have to sit in gratitude like I'm like okay gosh every time something break I get anxiety like here we go but I, I'm grateful and I'm like you can do this And I had to just keep reminding myself, you can do this. You're positioned for this. You are placed in this position. You can do this, Lisa. And like Carla said, I am learning how strong I am. Even on the days when I feel like your little piece, Lily Z in your living room, (laughs) on the days where I'm like, I don't want to do it today. I don't want to be strong. I don't want to be strong. Yeah, But it's teaching me how strong I am. And I just use that as an example because home ownership to me is so exhausting like it's rewarding but it's always something and um but it's teaching me that I can do it in different ways not just financially not just um you know mentally emotionally spiritually it's just teaching me a lot about myself my capacity my bandwidth and I'm grateful for it I am grateful for it
1: what about love what would you say you've learned about love since your divorce when I,
3: I'm so in this process, I learned that I was a love addict and I was codependent on my my partner, my ex husband. So I'm learning how to unlearn toxic traits that carried over from the younger version of Lisa. I'm relearning how to love myself appropriately, unapologetically, mm-hmm. and giving myself grace. And I'm learning how to be open to love again. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, the divorce was such a gut punch. And the way that my ex moved and how he did things, or whatever, it was like a slap in the face. It's like, do I want to do that again? Do I mm-hmm. want to put myself in a position to give my all to somebody for that to happen again? To take no, that I'm, risk. To take that risk. Yeah, to take that risk. Love is a risk. In him, it's a yeah. risk. I invested everything, so I'm learning how to be hopeful, and I'm learning how to be optimistic. I'm not there yet. But that's a part of my healing journey where i'm allowing myself like is can i love again you know mm-hmm. will somebody get that part of lisa that's because right good. now they that's haven't good. they haven't
1: got it that's good okay carla what you learn about love after your
2: divorce i learned how to love me <laughs> i learned that i will you know through the good and the bad i'm gonna always be here for me mm-hmm. um I don't know about, you know, even though, at the, you know, right now, I mean, 11 years later, y'all, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't, I can't say when when it comes to love with somebody else. I, I really, I don't know. I know what I will and will not accept at this point now. I do know yeah. that. I do. That is what I learned about, about love. and And I learned that. I learned my love language,
0: mm.
2: and I learned how to communicate my love language mm. languages. Because um, mm. when I was married, actually, y'all, I, if y'all know the five love languages, well, Gary Chapman is right here with Cecelia. So I went oh, to the okay. seminar right when um, all this was coming out, and then it was right before I got divorced. Actually, and I was like, "Oh, we got to learn our love languages." We just, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." But then when I realized um, we both had the same love language primarily, but it was the underlying stuff. Like for me, physical Mm -hmm. touch is a love language. I'm a hugger. Mm -hmm. I like to touch people's hands. I like to kiss, you know, like I'm the person that's always touching on somebody and I had to learn how to be like, he said, okay, if I touch you, cause I'm a toucher. And I like to be touched to me. It makes sense. Right. So when you start getting out here and being an adult and learning that everybody does not love the way you love Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and are you going to accept it or not accept it? That's what I learned. Like, is, is that something I want to deal with their, their, their form of love? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. But I love how you say you learn, you learned your love language and how to communicate that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. important because we put ourselves in position, especially women, to where we look at how can we contribute to the man whose life we're in. But what about the value of what they contribute to us? You know, how much yeah. do we value what our yes. needs are versus fulfilling needs? What about getting our needs met? Um, so, you know, I, always, I got this thing. What do I say needs over neediness. A lot of us can be needy, but does that mean it's a real need? And how do you Mm. know the difference? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I like that. Mm -hmm. That's good. So they say a total of 64% of men and 52% of women get married again after their marriage has ended. Mm. Would you all get married again? I would. (laughs) I'll just break the silence. I I, I would, you know, as I said, I got, I know I have commitment issues to an extent because I look at the things I've had to recover from when it came to failed relationships. And what I, my recovery time from my second failed marriage was Mm. deep. And I still feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm still in it because I haven't had that successful relationship yet. So I remember saying, God, are you still punishing me? Because I was the one who was unfaithful. I was the one who left my second husband. And I was like, dang, am I still being punished five years from now for that decision because I haven't had a successful loving relationship? And I'm like, do I really want to do this again just in Mm -hmm. case it fails? And so for me, you know, although there is a lot of anxiety around it, I do want to do it again. I don't want to have a boyfriend for the rest of my life. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be partnered, but I want to be partnered under marriage and under covenant. It's just me. Well, what y'all do? Y'all want to do it again?
2: Now, I would love to have some sanctified sex now. Because you know, when it's, you know, honey, when you, <laughs> five, ride, you be five, like, I can, do, I can do everything. <laughs> but, um, I would love hey. to have some sex again. <laughs> I love do. Carla. <laughs> God.
1: Do you see, Carla? I'm, I'm sorry. I would just love. No, but that's <sighs> real. Like <sighs> that's
2: a best. Ooh, baby, you can read, buddy. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: That's the
2: best. <laughs> but birthday. I just, I don't know. I just listen. Don't ask me the question because I don't want to know. Though, maybe
1: so. You're not there yet. Maybe you're not there yet.
2: I don't, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I haven't met the man who is willing to give me what I need. Mm. And it's not just like if I tell you I have a problem with a man not doing things for me and then you come in here and try to mold me into something else because every man Mm. I have ever dated has tried to turn me into his mama or Mm. his idea Mm. of what, you know, Mm. the situationship to this day, he's always, why don't you cut your hair? It's not professional.
1: Mm. Carla, oh, has wow. any ever tried to dim your light because your personality is so big? Do you meet? Me? Oh yeah, not, like shrink. Yeah, I could see that.
2: I the, actually the guy that I was with, I was with a dude for a month maybe, <laughs> and that's, this has been years ago. But he was all, oh, I love the fact that you're a comedian and an actress and all this stuff. But baby, about about around that third week, I started seeing yeah. him. he couldn't handle it. He could not yeah. handle it. Yeah, he could not yeah. handle the fact that. I have a lot of guy, friends, mm-hmm. literally friends. Um, he yeah. could not handle the fact that, you know, I was, hey, we will go out in public and people be like, crazy, Carl, like he couldn't take it. He could yeah. not take it. And he told me, yeah. <clears> there's <throat> too many people in your in your face every time we go somewhere. Oh. And I'll be like, well, baby, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what you want to
0: yeah. do? Mm, yeah.
2: I know my standards for him because he had raggedy teeth and I knew better. <laughs> You know, I, I can't date no man with T-Face, right? You know, <laughs> we always compromising for them. But you know, some things are a deal breaker for me. If you can buy $500 shoes, fix your mouth, please. Thank, Thank you. Because to
1: me, if you neglect your dental health, that's yeah. something to me. That, that sends yes, a message does. to
2: me. But oh, just try. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, or at least yeah. camouflage your raggedy teeth. You know, smile mm-hmm. with your lip covering up your body <laughs> teeth if your teeth teeth raggedy or whatever. <laughs> But you know, yeah. do something. Yeah. do right. trying to, yeah. Be the, to make me be the barber doll and you sitting over here looking like broke down Kenya. Come, Bro- come on. Come on, kid. <laughs> broke down kid. So that's
1: usually said that it's hard for us as creatives to oh, I can't remember exactly, what he said he said basically Samarian
3: non-creative.
1: Summary non-creative. Yeah, because we have this different side to us and it bring it attracts different people yeah. and we have this big yeah. personality and you know it often gets misinterpreted and people want to dim our lights or they just yeah, yeah they just don't get it hmm yeah. yep yeah so true.
3: i want to i want to re- <laughs> respond to carla <laughs> which part uh, I want to respond to a couple of things she said about <laughs> dimming your light and people trying to change you. I'm noticing Carla in this space and Z knows this, that I'm checking off all the boxes for these men and they're not checking off at least half of them for me. And so I'm open to Mary. You marriage, can choose but-
1: them anyway. I choose
2: yeah, anyway. Choose that's so I got to go back therapy. I'm, sure. I'm so old. But, but
1: we, that's but, common. Like we, and that yeah. goes back to we look at what we can do for
2: them versus what yeah. they can do for us. Because we're nurturers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. like me, to me, being with a man means, baby, what you want? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What, what, mm-hmm. can, what can Carla do for you, homie? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I had to put my brakes on that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you don't get to get that from me. That yeah, has been my right. error in the past. You don't get to get that from me. You don't get right. to come up in here and get this good cooking, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come get this good. You know what else? You don't get that. Well, maybe. But I'm just saying, <laughs> we got to we got to learn how to put some boundaries in place. You know hear I me? Mean? Yes. rough. <laughs> we do. Yes. So to answer your question,
3: Z, would I be open to getting married again? I would if I found the person that is ready and prepared.
2: for but me. what does that mean I, I i don't know it makes me kind of feel crazy when we say find or he because find me, I find him up, but- i'm
3: not even looking no more i'm not because the dating
1: pool I'm just,
2: definitely got in. Not like, dating
1: if it, it comes got, like, in, it does. Trash. Yeah. yeah but i mean girl, you, you know you're right so to find like they say women shouldn't go looking men supposed to find us or whatever and i think you know they always say oh it happens when you are not looking or expecting it Okay.
2: Well, come on in.
1: Right. Okay. Whatever that means. And yeah. So, You know, yeah. I guess that means get busy doing things. You enjoy focusing on yeah. you and mm-hmm. then it comes. Um, and I do believe that we are what we attract. You know, mm-hmm. so if we attract certain things. There is an the energy that drew them. I would say you can't control who's attracted to you, but you can control what you choose to entertain. And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's, people be like, oh, I just keep attracting these men who are abusive but why what in you entertained that like what 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 did you overlook what red mm-hmm. flags did you choose not to see or ignore so again we yeah. can't control what's attracted to us but we are we have to take full responsibility for the people we choose to entertain and the relationships mm-hmm. we choose to <coughs> engage ourselves in um and the red flags we ignore um and so you know dating is collecting data and divorce can be scary divorce is a grief you know it is. It, is a it, loss. Is. it is a loss it is a death I always say divorce is a death it's a death of a marriage It's a death of hopes dreams a future you had planned for you and your partner um mm-hmm. and it's important that we treat it as such you know that we allow ourselves time to grieve that we allow ourselves the grace to grieve you know if you were the reason why the marriage failed okay own some of it not all
2: of it yeah yeah absolutely i mean i own up to it because i'm so stubborn i mean Leo was married to a tourist y'all it was a mess
1: okay i don't know much about that what, what does that mean um,
2: girl a line and a boogle, just think about it mm. yeah Cause if you put your horns down, I put my paws out. What are we doing? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. You just think about the Amazon. It was just like sometimes I would just have to be like, but why do I always have to be the one to give in mm-hmm. for the sake of yeah. everybody being happy? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just marriage, but all relationships require you putting somebody first sometimes, and it's hard. It's hard, and when it yeah. folds up, it just make you feel like.
0: Yeah, Yeah. what's wrong with me?
1: So true. So what advice I know we're a little over time, but I'd like to end with us just giving some advice. What advice would you give a person or a woman who's currently going through a divorce and just trying to just navigate this space?
2: Yeah. Uh, Mainly, if you have a higher power, because everybody does it. But I can say for me, my relationship with God, my relationship with my ancestors, and you know, a lot of people don't talk about that. But when I started talking deep, digging into the women who came before me and how they navigated these men' streets
0: mm. and
2: knowing that for them, it was a lot of necessity versus actual love. It helped me to turn myself and focus on myself. So I'm going to tell people as selfish as it may seem, you have to tell people, um, I'm focusing on myself right now. Even your own kids, sometimes you'll be like, I don't have the energy to deal with your bullcrap today because I'm focusing on myself. And when you start focusing on yourself, what makes Carla happy? Two cups of coffee in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, a movie, a bottle of wine, a walk in the park. Start dating yourself. I literally started doing all the stuff for myself that I wanted a man to do for me. And that's why I'm in my life. Like, I'm going to be 50 next month. I'll be 50 next month when I'm just like, you know, I'm at this place of peace. Um. Because I did survive divorce, and I just so weird. Like I said, when I heard you say that, that just made me be like, I'm a divorce survivor, like mm-hmm. really a survivor. It's because you don't realize it is something you survived. It's mm-hmm. not what people yeah, think it is, way. you know. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um yeah. just mm-hmm. just love love yourself, and it's okay that it didn't work out it doesn't make you any less of a man or a woman yeah that your marriage didn't work because to be in something that's not god ordained because to me mm-hmm. that's what marriage is about mm-hmm. god ordained it right but if you out here in these marriage streets with somebody that god did not ordain you to be with it's gonna fail from the get up right mm-hmm. yep yep so Have the patience to wait for God to say that's him, not you. God said, or whomever you believe in, you know, Allah, whatever. I always tell people, you will know. It'll be more than just you lusting after that person.
0: Mm That's good advice.
2: That's good advice. Thank you, Carla.
1: Lisa, what advice would you give a man or a woman who's currently walking through divorce? Um
3: Figure out what it takes to love yourself, whatever that may look like diving into prayer, diving into conversation with your friends, crying, screaming, um, self-care, time alone, really feeling the loneliness. That was the hardest part for me, Mm -hmm. having somebody by your side for 18 years to nothing, but your kids. Mm -hmm. And Carla talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Being in that dark, lonely space and feeling what that loneliness feels like and and absorbing all those emotions, learning how to love yourself with whatever comes with the process.
1: Nice. I say I always tell my clients we want to feel the void, F-E-E-L versus feel the void, F-I-L-L. A lot of times we want to run from those heavy emotions and just do something to distract us if I say no feel f-e-e-l so that so boy shy. you know and, and then find ways to work yourself through it so I love it I love it again people are getting divorced as we speak but there mm. is obviously life after divorce we can survive mm-hmm. and thrive yeah. yeah, yes. yes yes mm-hmm. and love will come if you want it great if you don't fine but love will come again but in the meantime yeah. love yourself beautiful people Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Thank Lisa, you. for your Thank you, sharing your life with us. Thank yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who watched. And um, I look forward to next week. I don't know what I'm talking about next week, but it's going to be another <laughs> great topic with, with more great people. so, <laughs> happy so fun. Today. Thank yes. you so much, Dr. Z. You were amazing as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to the Thank you.
3: Come on, doctor. Yes. Future doctor.
1: Yes. Love it. Okay, (laughs) ladies, happy Saturday. Y'all have a good rest of the weekend. You
0: too. All right, you
1: too. Bye. Bye.